Foreign Minister Dr. S. Jayashankar today said the timing of the BBC documentary is not accidental and called it politics by another means as he denounced the narrative in the foreign media about Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government. There's a phrase, war by other means, is what he said. Think of it, this is politics by other means. Politics by other means. In fact, later on, went on to assert that if these were forces, he was talking about the Western media, uh, which wanted to do politics, they shouldn't hide, they should come out openly and play that political game. Let's play out um, various excerpts of what he said. We'll play out one excerpt, introduce my panel, and then we'll play out more excerpts later on. I mean, let me tell you one thing. I don't know if you election season has started in India and Delhi or not, but for sure it has started in London and New York. What is it we are debating? We are not debating just a documentary or a speech that somebody gave in a European city or a, you know, a, New York. a, a newspaper uh, edit somewhere. We are debating hmm. actually politics which is being conducted ostensibly as media. as So, you know, you there is a phrase, war by other means. Hmm. There is also, think of it, this is politics by another means. I mean, you'll do a hatchet job. Then you want you want to do a hatchet job and say, well, you know, this is uh, uh, just another quest for truth which we decided after 20 years to put out at this time. So, uh, so I mean, come on, you think the timing, timing is accidental? It's like drip, 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 like water on stone. They, the whole idea is to shape your image, you know, your collective image. Shape it in a way in which you're made to look extremist, you're made to look unreasonable, you're made to uh, look as though, you know, you're not part of this, what is otherwise a great, good, uh, progressive world. Okay. Now, it happens in different ways. All right, well, joining us now, Suhasni uh, Heather Ashutosh, uh, Dr. Rajdeep Roy, uh, Lok Sabha MP of the BJP, uh, Jyotimani, Lok Sabha MP of the Congress, and uh, former Foreign Secretary Kawal Sibyl. Swasni, let me come to you first. Is it election season which has started in London? Well, I, I, you know, I, as a journalist, I've been trying to pass all the words of uh, the external affairs minister. Uh, and I think there will need to be more clarifications of just what he meant. Does he mean that there's election season going on in the UK? Is this about UK internal No, 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 Swasni, I heard it very making... carefully. And let me explain my interpretation. I think it's very, very clear that he said that we have, and in fact, he said it as in as many words, that the election season, the poll campaign for 2024 in India has not begun, but it seems to have started in other parts of the world. And he named London saying that there is a political agenda by the media over there. Uh, you know, and, and, and then he also said that, look, it's politics. Uh, and they, if they are playing that I, game, I'm they should say so clearly. I, I, as I said, I think there will need to be more clarification because okay. uh, the external affairs minister was being perhaps diplomatic, perhaps being discreet, perhaps not spelling it out quite as clearly. What he seems to be suggesting is that there is an international conspiracy, that that conspiracy involves uh, not just the media, it involves uh, investors like George Soros, it, invest, it in, in, involves, um, uh, you know, the short selling research firm in America like Hindenburg. Uh, and he seems to be indicating that they have people inside India as well, 
uh, who they are working with. But it doesn't seem very clear at whose behest uh, all of this conspiracy is happening. I find it a little um, uh, strange because this is definitely being seen as India's year internationally uh, as the host of the G20, the host of the SCO. We have the German chancellor coming here. There's the Italian prime minister coming here. Prime Minister Modi is uh, reportedly being invited to the U.S. as a, a guest of st a state, a state guest over there. Um, so I'm a bit puzzled by why the external affairs minister seems to be worried or insecure or thinking that India is under attack from uh, some kind of an international conspiracy. And if this international conspiracy is powerful enough to have the external affairs minister to speak at such length about it, uh, then maybe he needs to make a more clear statement to the nation about what kind of threat India is actually facing. Clearly, he believes it's coming from the West um, at this time. Okay. Uh, and I think he needs to also be a little clearer about just, you know, when he talks about the BBC, for example, does he think the BBC is working for an Indian party? Does he think it's working for the British government? Because, of course, it does work underneath the uh, British government's media ministry. Um, or does he think that the the BBC is working for a, a, a different political party within the UK. So I think there needs to be more clarity. Also, are the raids that he's talking about on the BBC uh, in the last week, sorry, surveys as they're called by the government, are those surveys uh, a coincidence? Are they timed along with the BBC's airing of this uh, documentary in other parts of the world? Of course, they're not available in India. So I think a lot of this needs to be unpacked. Hopefully, there will be a more clear statement from the external affairs minister about just what kind of a threat India is facing today. Ambassador Sibyl, where is the conspiracy? I mean, what is the link that says the BBC is associated with uh, all the other things which are taking place? Question marks on India. The Washington Post comes out with articles. The New York Times comes out with articles, there's the Hindenburg report, etc., etc. If, if the allegation is that it's a conspiracy, he's not been able to draw the links, has he? Well, he not used the word conspiracy, so why are we using this word? I mean, this word he is intended... Politics. He said it's politics, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly, so why are you using the word conspiracy? Because the moment you say okay, that... Okay, so I'll, let, me, let, me then... rephrase. let me rephrase my question and say politics instead of conspiracy. Exactly. Uh, are these all politically motivated forces working together? Of course, of course, it's the fact. You know that in the last elections, the economists said that don't vote for Modi. The Time magazine said don't vote for Modi. After that, there's a series of attacks, how Wouldn't democracy in India is backsliding, how human rights are being violated, how minorities are being targeted, how India has fallen low in world index indexes on all fronts, including press freedom, on religious freedom and everything else. There's a constant campaign going on. And it is there. If you don't want to see it, it's a different matter. No, they're Not all working together. Of course, they're working together. How is it that there is no discordant voice, whether it's the German media or the French media or the UK media or the so US media? So they're all biased they're against all India on the basis of politics so they that they're doing the together. Same, hold on, hold on. They all sing the same tune. And you are assuming that it's only in the hands of government to do that. It's not that. They're very powerful economic forces political forces, civil society forces, ideological forces, all these are working there behind, behind the scenes, sometimes in collaboration with the government, sometimes not in collaboration with the government because they have their own agenda, like okay. the World Economic Forum has an agenda of its own. They want to take the government out of so many spheres of decision-making 
and leave it to the corporate sector. So they, this is what is happening. Okay, one uh, sec, Ambassador, one sec, one sec, finally, sir, let's get finally, a response. Finally, you know, let me complete this. Now, Soros says very clearly, he, he spells out his intentions that uh, Modi, uh, we, we have to do something about Indian democracy and revive it. And Modi is a stranglehold on Indian uh, democracy. He wants Modi to be weakened. He's made it very clear. So why, why are we surprised at this? Okay, Jyoti Mani, Lok Sabha MP of the Congress, respond that these are various forces. They may be disparate, but they're all working together and they're politicking against India. See, these are all <laughs> conspiracy theories, actually. A weak government, a government which failed in all fronts, which the government which faced the ire of the people uh, can only come up. The same BBC, the same foreign media which they are vilifying now, being praised by the none other than Mr. Narendra Modi ji when he was a Gujarat CM. So these are all the credible, uh, unlike section of media in India, these are all the credible uh, media houses which is very vocal against any government, whether their own government. In the past, even they have criticized the Congress government as well. So you should see the what is the fact they are saying. So it's about Gujarat riots. It's Hindenburg report about uh, saying about the uh, Adani conglomerate. So when the follow-up reports are coming in New York Times and other medias based on the Hindenburg report. So why do you suddenly see a conspiracy in it? You are quoting the same medias which they said Modi was in the cover of their medias. You are saying Modi ji was in the top uh, was the nation uh, leader in the, in the world. So these are all the things when it suits you, convenient to you. Uh, then you say they are a great, we, they, we, you want Indian people to believe all these things. When it's not convenient to you, they are speaking the bitter truth. Okay. They are exposing you uh, completely. Then you are actually afraid of facing the truth. You try to deviate. I would like to tell one thing. See, the people are no longer fools. We have seen Barajoda Yatra, how uh, Rahul Gandhiji get a support, how people came and, and, and complained against this government uh, in all fronts. So now they are actually finding it. This, the election season is not started by the foreign nation. The election season started by none other than Narendra Modi ji and the BJP and the RSS. Now they, are, they have no achievement to project among the people. So okay. they are coming with the conspiracy okay. theory. All right. Nothing else. Dr. Rajdeep Roy, respond to that last point. That's mentioned that this government doesn't have anything to show for itself, so they're coming up with conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was listening very attentively to all the speakers uh, just prior to me. And I must answer to Ms. Jyotimani from the, from the opposition bench in the parliament. Uh, it's very interesting to listen to her saying that there has been no achievement. Whereas the last eight and a half years of Modiji's government, if I look at uh, or from every aspect, from uh, economics, this thing, uh, such a such a huge rise in the GDP. No, but Dr. Roy, why don't you talk the... about the immediate topic? And the immediate point she is saying is, you know, the foreign conspiracy has been sort of thought up right now. It's 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 not really there. No, if you if you read between if you read between the lines of Jay Shankar's interview with, with the podcast and all, it is very important to understand and read between the lines. He has said in no uncertain terms that the election campaign for for all these uh, parties have already started from offshore. 
And it is very interesting. If we extrapolate those, whatever the foreign media is saying, in the Indian context, you will see that the few of the parties and few opposition leaders are speaking along the same lines. Why is it that only only few leaders, specifically Rahul Gandhiji, speaking along the lines of what Soros is saying, what BBC is saying, and what New York Times and Washington Post is saying? It is very important to understand that. And all. Their agenda is they are not in a position to digest today the 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 growth pattern that narendra modi ji is showing or the or the achievements that narendra modi ji is showing right from infrastructure development okay. to, to the realm of uh, uh, railways roadways uh, in every every field in in direct benefit transfer in digitalizing the economy in uh, giving a digital uh, infrastructure to the country in empowering the women in thinking about the health sector of the country on every front our uh, government is performing to the best and this is what uh, the foreign sources the foreign uh, foreign agencies are not being able to di- uh, to digest and mr soros who has the notoriety it is not his naivety to talk about indian democracy it is his notoriety that is making him talk about the indian democracy which is not being able to handle india is a rising powerhouse today and india is in a position to challenge all the other powerhouses in the country. And you have seen in the last few days, the Airbus and the Boeing uh, deal that has been done. It has actually galvanized uh, countries like USA, uh, UK and France. They are talking of job sector being, you know, uh, All right. Dr. Roy, you make your point uh, quite clearly about, uh, you know, India's economic progress. Uh, Ashutosh, what uh, Dr. Jayashankar also said, and we heard a bit of a drip, 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 uh, there, you know, the shape that, and the image of India is deliberately tarnished by these Western forces to become an extremist and unreasonable country. Some of those words are mine, but many of the words he used. Uh, again, uh, you know, and then later on, he also spoke about an echo chamber which exists. Apparently, that echo chamber extends from here to these Western nations abroad or not, or, 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 or the BBC media, Soros, etc., etc. Absolutely. And... And this is how the image of India is deliberately misrepresented. How would you how do you see that? See, Vishnu, if you uh, if, if you if you carefully read the words which has been used by the government in the last few years, it's a classic case of schizophrenia. When the government gets schizophrenic, there is a serious issue. And why I'm saying so? Now this schizophrenia was only focused about the internal politics in this country. There was words used by Tukade Tukade gang, the Khan market gang, the anti-India, anti-national, left liberals, and the termites, and, and the internal enemies. These are the words which have been used not by some small politician. These are the words which are used by the people who occupy the highest uh, constitutional post in the country. So if, if, if opponents are belong to the Tukade Tukade gang, they can be called as a Khan market gang, then you can understand. Now, this schizophrenia has extended to the outer world, and this is not just a, either. Uh, this is not just 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 a coincidence. My submission is either the government is too nervous for 2024, or the government wants to build a narrative for the two, 2024 elections because it does not have answer for the Adani issues. It does not have answer for the price rise. Doesn't have answer for the unemployment doesn't have answer to many other issues. The world can ask a question in the, during, the, the, uh, during, the, the, during the pandemic. 
when 7 crore people got under the poverty line, why 80% belong to India? 5.6 crore people gone under the poverty line in India. Today, there is a serious crisis of unemployment. But the government doesn't want to listen to this. Okay. There, there is a serious crisis about the Adani issue. Government doesn't want to listen to. So obviously, like Mrs. Gandhi, when she got paranoid in the mid-70s, she created a foreign hand. Our Rahul Gandhi, when they faced with the force, created a foreign hand. Similar situation is like this. But this government is more schizophrenic than any other government. Mr. Kamal Sibbal can go and defend it. All right, just one second. Uh, Mr. Sibbal, I will come to you next. Before that, let's listen in to part two uh, of, of some of the excerpts which we picked on what Dr. Jay Shankar said. The bulk of international papers, especially the Anglosphere papers, but all of them, how many of them tell you 370 was a temporary provision? I challenge you to show me one. Yeah. They don't. It's written there in bold letters, in capital letters in the constitution. That and and there is a very strong bias. I mean, let's let's be frank about it. You know, newspapers, there are newspapers, I don't want to go into names, who will publish something absolutely ridiculous on one side and you say, Okay, I want to counter it. They say, No, 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 hang on a moment, I'm busy doing a fact check on what you are saying. So we saw this bias very, very clearly over the last uh, four years. All right, a bias uh, which is clear over the last four years. Uh, Ambassador Sibyl, would you like to, uh, you know, add something to that? That, you know, I mean, again, the question similar to what I asked you last time, everybody seems to have a bias against us. I mean, are we so insecure, sir, about ourselves? We seem to be no, doing no, so no, very no, economic. Nothing to do with insecurity. It's just stating what is happening, seeing the trend. Ultimately, it's not uh, all these papers or Soros or anybody else who's going to decide the 2024 elections. It's the people exactly. of India. Huh? Precisely, so, but, sir. It's not Soros who's going to decide what is the happening is, What is happening is that the external forces want to support those internal forces which want to displace uh, the, the, the present government from power and especially Mr. Modi. That is the angle. It is not entirely in the hands of the foreign forces to do that. Not at all. But they are creating an atmosphere internationally. And then, of course, their objective also is to make it difficult for India to rise economically as fast as we would want to do because they're creating misgivings about the directions in which India is, ha is heading. But, sir, and doesn't India's come, economic oh, no, growth look, actually you let, you let speak, so let me Look, you let others speak without interruption, so let me speak. Now, there is this phobia in the West about nationalism. And on, and on that, you add Hindu nationalism then, of course, they, they go berserk because, first of all, they don't like Hinduism because they don't understand Hinduism. They are deep-seated prejudices against uh, Hindu religion, which dates back to uh, many centuries. So let's forget about that. But nationalism strikes a very negative chord there. And if they can use this phrase to describe the present government, then they shape the narrative about India and shape the thinking of uh, the academics, the civil society and everything else in the hope that somehow this will destabilize the present government. But it's not going to happen because the success of the government, as I said, will depend on how the public judges its, its performance. And the last point I want to make is that is our press saying that Biden should not be reelected or Johnson should not come back or the, or this uh, German Scholz is a disaster. He should be, dis he should not be uh, allowed to continue in power. Do we interfere in the internal affairs of other countries and tell those people how they should govern themselves, how their democracy, democracy is sliding? Or is there any combination of India and some other developing countries which make the same points so that 
we can argue that the reverse is also happening. No. So why is it that in the Anglo-Saxon world, they keep targeting India, they keep targeting India, and our local lobbies, in which Mr. Ashutosh is also very much part, actually derive a lot of political mileage as much as they can from this. And they don't, they don't reject this narrative. Okay, Ambassador, Ambassador let me come in for half a second. Sir, respectfully, I know, I know, Ashutosh, give me one second. Swasni will have to wait because, you know, uh, Ambassador, very respectfully, one of the reasons Indian media doesn't have much of a say in all these countries that you named is because Indian media is hardly abroad. We just have literally a handful of correspondents abroad, which speaks very poorly about our media, but that's a fact. No, no, but you can do it here on your TV channels, in your written so press. So do we not criticize anybody? We discuss nobody all does, But nobody does it. We are insular in our thinking. the international impact of this. At least make your views known. All right. Make Ashutosh, your, go make. ahead. Then Suhasni. Ashutosh, go ahead. I'm very happy that the Kamal Sibbal is calling me that a part of the cabal which is conspiring against the government. You mentioned my yes. name, that's why I'm reacting, Mr. Ashutosh. Echo yeah. chamber is also the word that is used, Ashutosh. It's a I, I, I know the, who has used the word echo chamber to, to begin with. The problem, I said the problem is that the Kamal Sibbal is a foreign policy expert and he's a, he's been a, a, foreign, a foreign secretary. I have no quarrel with that. The, the problem is that he is still living in the Cold War era. Oh, come on, come on, come on. I'm not a dharna, I'm not a dharna expert like you. Who looks at every possibility to protect himself from the political state. Come on, don't be personal. Don't be personal. Sir, I did not disturb you. I said there was a time in the Cold War when the Americans were looking for KGB everywhere. And 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 today we are living in a in, in 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 an era where whether you are where nationalist or nationalist doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is India is a growing economy. India is a growing economy. India should be more confident about its potential. Should be more confident about its intellectual depth. It should not be looking enemies everywhere. Like the Americans used to look uh, about KGB everywhere, and the and the Russians we used to used to find CIA everywhere. Our MI MI one fifty. India is a is a more has to be more confident. Today, this government doesn't show that confidence. That's the problem. A, a nervous government only finds enemy everywhere. Like Tukule Tukule gang in the country and the and the Khan market gang in the country. We are also equally the patriots of the country. We don't need any certificate from Mr. Kaval Sibal or from anybody. All right, okay, gentlemen, let's not get personal now. Okay, okay, okay. Wait. Uh, let me let me quickly. No, no, one second. That's, that, that, that is okay. Swasni, go ahead. No, I just, in fact, this debate is only showing us how much more clarity is required from what External Affairs Minister Deschai Shankar has said uh, today. He is not a party apparatchik. He's not someone who's going to take part in these debates, uh, but he is the External Affairs Minister of India. And if he is speaking about the idea that there are foreign agents who constitute a threat to India, then he needs to be clear. He is not talking, for example, uh, uh, you know, about, uh, directly about uh, a government, or is he? Is he saying that the BBC that works for the, I mean, it works under the British government, it's an independent media authority, but is he saying that the BBC is working for an Indian political party? Is he saying that um, uh, these uh, these uh, American outfits and this uh, Hungarian investor 
are powerful enough that the external affairs minister of India needs to take them on uh, with all his uh, uh, with all the resources he has at his disposal. I am beginning to just wonder how we can continue to have a debate without actually knowing what he's saying. The gentleman there says, read between the lines. I'm afraid when it comes to the external affairs minister of India, we can't read between the lines. It has to be said very clearly what he constitutes as a threat to India today. Um, and whether he thinks that one uh, te television channel, one investor, one research firm in the U.S. is equal to the kind of threat that he needs to take on in this very, very uh, pointed and decided way. He seems to be implying that India is actually not what we see it as, as a, as a confident, secure popular country around the world, known for its democracy, known as a pluralistic, secular country uh, that is looked up to by everyone, including in, in India's own neighborhood. Is he saying that that is not the image of India around the world? Uh, or is he saying that these are simply pinpricks, in which case, why is he even referring to them? Okay, more clarification needed. Let's play out the last segment. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Dr. Roy, I'll come to you next. Uh, and then Jyoti Bani, and we'll wrap up this debate. Let's listen in to what Dr. Jay Shankar said. Yeah. I just look at the budget of the border infrastructure. During the Modi period, the budget has gone up five times. You know, till till 2014, roughly it was 3,000, 4,000 crores was, was the budget. Today it is 14,000 crores. If you look at the, uh, the roads which are built, you look at the bridges that are built, they have doubled or tripled. You look at the tunnels which are taking place. I mean, this government is serious about border infrastructure. You know, somewhere we are being accommodative. I mean, I ask people, if we were being accommodative, who sent the Indian army to the LSE? Rahul Gandhi didn't send them. Narendra Modi sent them. Okay? We have today the largest peacetime deployment in our history. All right. So, uh, in fact, let me get Jyoti Bani to reply and then uh, get Dr. Rajiv Roy to, to respond to her. The point is, and he's mentioned this earlier on in this interview elsewhere, he says, why didn't the Congress 25 years ago build up infrastructure on the borders? What stopped them? It's a fact. See, we have built... See, you should not forget that Indira Gandhi divided Pakistan and the one the war no, 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 created no, we are the talking about the NAC. Like Let's not talk about Pakistan like, and listen, Bangladesh. Listen, no, no, listen, listen, listen. I cannot say what you want. I can only say the fact, right? So, the, without building an infrastructure, without uh, strengthening the army, how it was possible? When Manmohan Singh government, Indian army was become the fourth, uh, third largest economy in the world, fourth largest military. So, it's the, the, you, someone like external affairs minister cannot come with wrong facts. Second thing, what I'm saying... No, what but what are the wrong facts? Jyoti Bani, I have to, I have so to fact check you. Ma'am, respectfully, I'm only interrupting you because I need to fact check you. How can you make the argument that you can fight a war or be yeah, defended you without cannot, infrastructure? Without, without an army, you know, listen, without an army, without a strong uh, equipment, how we can win war? How We can't win it's, war, ma'am. It's like cinema, we can't you win can war give, without like, strong like equipment and uh, infrastructure. Ma'am, we cannot. That's the key yeah, point. You cannot speak. So why didn't actually, you build the infrastructure along the NAC 25 rubbish. years ago? So, uh, listen... Second, actually, the, when it comes to army, when we the safety of the country, people like external affairs minister should be bipartisan. 
So that is a basic uh, lesson actually he has to learn. Second thing what I am saying, I still uh, repeat my charge. See, there is no economic growth. Country is in the 45 years of highest unemployment. In the announcing the government lifted 25 crore people out of poverty. Modi ji government again put them into 23 crore people put them into poverty. This is the growth. That's why people of this country wanted Rahul Gandhi ji Congress party to replace this government. We are going to replace this government because this okay. government is anti-people. We don't need any external hands to do that job. Second, the fact is whether foreign media set, Indian media set or somebody set, see whether this government went out of the way to help Mr. Adani to build his empire. Yes or no? That's as simple as that. Why actually all the airports, port, all strategic assets given to one businessman in this country okay. without okay. any following any rules? when the country was going through a period of policy paralysis. Leave aside building infrastructure in borders in the entire Sabhima land belt. In fact, in fact, the patrolling posts were withdrawn. And I, being a person from the northeastern part of the country, I know what was the infrastructure during those days in the northeast. Leave aside building roads, the dilapidated condition of the fences, the dilapidated condition of the roads were existing during those times. Today you go on the LSE, on the border, you can drive in your four-wheeler at 80, 80 miles per hour all along the border. Then how come this is the level of infrastructure that of Modi ji and his government is building. I was not interrupted, ma'am. At least extend that courtesy to me. So what what was what you was uh, also, what was the what was the unwritten law unwritten law? If you go through the book of uh, Pranab Mukherjee, the ex-president uh, of our country, he said there is an unwritten law in the country that China is not to be discussed at all. It was not discussed and Congress started the policy of not discussing China in the floor of the House. And it was Congress policy when they were giving leeways to China as far as uh, post-62 uh, policies were concerned. But India government under the leadership of Modi ji has started building up infrastructure till the, till the, till the border. And we have seen also, as far as the Adani question she has raised, Adani did business in Australia when Manmohan Singh was a power. Adani started building up businesses in the Middle East when uh, Manmohanji was in power, in East Africa when Manmohanji was in power. So what happened? Adani started, the growth of, the, of Adani started during the days of Congress government. Now that why all of a sudden Adani and, and uh, Modiji's liaso is being talked about okay. by, by people like people like Soros and the BBC. They have no other good business to do. They have known for all the negative things they have done for all the banks and the governments all across the country. And all of a sudden, yes, because they, it's a fear psychosis that all is right. It's a fear psychosis yeah, one being, being, being last carried out. Last one that I would like to respond. Just last 30 seconds, I would like. The Western media, especially certain newspapers, this is for you, Mr. Vishnu, and all the journalists of your class, who are they? The New York Post, the Washington Post always addresses Modiji's government as the Hindu fundamentalist government of Narendra Modi. Do you people in India have ever the, the courtesy of extending this, uh, you know, so-called saying the UK government and the uh, US government as the Christian government of that country? Have you ever written it in our newspapers? No, you have not written it. So these are the people, if you give them a blow on the return, 
I think they are the ones who will be able to, you know, uh, give relevance to your country and our country. Okay. Today, India is a rising economic power. This is the reason they are actually trying to pull All us right. down. India is a rising economic power. That's why they're trying to pull us down. I'd like to leave it at that. I'm out of time. I suspect there's a lot more in Dr. Jayashankar's uh, comments today in that interview uh, that we need to look at very closely. We